I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Over the past 15 years, I have read hundreds of books on how to succeed and specifically how to make money. And in this short video, I'm going to distill for you the core fundamentals. Let's get started. The first thing that's true if you wanna make money is that you have to want to make money. That may seem obvious, but a lot of people actually don't want to make money. In one of my favorite books, It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Wanna Be by Paul Arden, he says this, Nearly all rich and powerful people are not notably talented, educated, charming, or good-looking. They become rich and powerful by wanting to become rich and powerful. So an obvious first and major step of becoming wealthy, of becoming successful, of becoming a millionaire or more is that you have to actually want that. Even in the famous book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about the power of desire. So an obvious question is, how do you shape that desire? How do you cultivate that desire? One of the most powerful ways I've found to do that is by simply writing in your journal, writing in your journal what you want, visualizing it, thinking about it, talking about it. As you talk about these things, as you visualize it, as you think about it, as you become familiar with it, you will want it more and more. A very famous and powerful quote is when the why is strong enough, you will find the how, you will find the who's. This is classic Viktor Frankl, classic psychology, classic intrinsic motivation. Having a purpose and a why will make finding the how a lot more powerful. And there's a lot of research on the power of journaling, on the power of writing down your goals, on the power of intrinsic motivation, on the power of writing down why you want something so much, why it is powerful. Once you develop an emotional connection to your future self, and there's a lot of research on this from Dr. Hal Hirschfield and others, getting an emotional connection to your future self allows you to then start acting as your future self now, start doing what your future self would do and stop doing the things that would stop you from achieving your goals. Taking time to write in your journal and being really honest with yourself. This also fits with a quote from Alcoholics Anonymous that all progress starts by telling the truth. If you really want to succeed or if you really want to be successful, if you want to be a millionaire, then be honest with that. Be truthful about that. Write it in your journal. One of the most powerful things you can do with your journal is just be as blunt and honest with yourself as you can. The journal is a private place, but you can also not only be honest about your desires, you can proactively shape and deepen your desires in your journal. Write those things down. Write down why it would be powerful. You actually create the why rather than discover it. You create your purpose rather than discover it. You create your future self rather than discovering it. So writing down in your journal why you want this, why you want to succeed, when the why is strong enough, you will find the how. So the first step is that you actually have to want to succeed. Either you want it or you don't want it. The second fundamental to becoming a millionaire or beyond is transforming your identity. You can't outperform your identity. Your identity drives your behavior. It drives your actions. It drives what you say yes and no to. Everything you say yes and no to is driven by your identity. Your identity is two things. It's your story, which is the narrative you have of yourself. It's the image you have of yourself. It's how you see yourself. And how you see yourself is obviously going to impact who you are, what you do, how you act. It's also the standards with which you act. So one of the core definitions of identity is, is it's not only the story or image you have of yourself, but it's that which you're most committed to. And that which you're most committed to is your standards. And you can know your standards by what you say yes and no to. There's a great quote on this from the book, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership. In that book, they say that you can know what you're committed to by your results, not by what you say you want. It's your results that prove the commitment. 
And so raising your floor or raising your minimum standard, raising your standard and then saying no to everything below that standard is how you transform your subconscious. One of the most powerful ways to transform your subconscious and thus transform your identity is doing things your former self wouldn't have done. By doing things your past self wouldn't have done, in a lot of ways you shatter the idea of your past self. You realize that your future self and even your current self is different from who you were before. This is actually a really powerful insight, by the way, that who you are now is different from who you were before. You are flexible. One of the things that Dr. Daniel Gilbert said, who is a Harvard psychologist, he said this in his TED Talk, The Psychology of Your Future Self, is he said, who you are in the present moment is as fleeting as the present moment. So who you are now is simply a blip in the radar. You're not the same person as your past self. Also, your future self will be powerfully different. And so one of the things you can do to transform your identity and to transform your subconscious is do things that reflect your future self, is to do things that are very different from your past self. This shatters the subconscious blocks. And one of the most powerful things you can do to transform your identity such that you feel like you want success, you deserve it, and you can have it is actually by giving away money. That's one of the things that Dr. Rabbi Lappin says in this book, Thou Shalt Prosper. This is one of my absolute favorite books on money, is he says that if you want to have more and more money, if you want to attract more money, and also if you want to see yourself and your identity as someone who can have more money, one of the most powerful things you can do is give away money. I'm gonna read a direct quote from this book, which I actually wrote in my book, Personality Isn't Permanent. You have to feel that you deserve good things or else your subconscious might very well sabotage all your best efforts. If you don't truly feel that you deserve great financial success, then you are battling an almost insurmountable obstacle, your subconscious. Giving regular gifts from your income to charity is one excellent way of once and for all persuading your subconscious that you deserve what lies ahead. In this way, your subconscious will not only end its sabotage, it will begin actively to assist you in your quest. One of the most powerful things you can do to upgrade your identity and upgrade your subconscious is give money away. Give money to people, give money to organizations, charities, things that you believe in. When you start giving away money, you start to create this idea of gratitude, abundance, and also it increases your desire to have more so that you can give more. This is one of the most powerful things you can do to intensify your desire, which is the first thing I said, you have to want to be successful. Well, by giving away money and seeing the good you can do, and by honestly feeling, feeling amazing about it, you will want to make more money so that you can give more money away. This is something that I have done, and over the last five years, I have given away enormous amounts of money to charities I believe in, but I've also given money in even small and big ways to people I even don't know. Like once I was in an Uber with a lady who was telling me about how she had this great desire to go back to college, uh, and she needed some money to pay for her tuition, and I asked her how much it was, it was a little over $1,000 and I just gave it to her. I paid her tuition bill so that she could go back to school because she really wanted to show her 20-year-old daughter uh, that her mom could succeed. And so that was something that was amazing to me and, and it actually boosted my desire to want to make more money so that I could give even more. So that's one of the most powerful ways you could transform your subconscious and shatter limiting beliefs. One final thing I'll say here with identity before I move on to the next one is that it's far more powerful to have the identity of your desired future self than the identity of your past self. This fits a lot with the research on fixed mindset versus growth mindset. It also fits with the idea that your future self is a different person than you are today and that you can start tapping into the identity of your future self. There are three levels of tapping into the identity of your future self. The first one is seeing. The second one is feeling. The third one is knowing. So before you can even start to tap into the identity of your future self, you have to actually imagine it. Even Dr. Daniel Gilbert talks about this in his TED Talk on the future self, that most people, they take their present self and they push that off onto their future self, assuming that who they are now is who they're always going to be. And the reason they do that is because they don't take the time to simply imagine their future self. 
There's research that shows that the more connected you get to your future self, the better financial decisions you'll make in the present because you'll be thinking about your future self. You'll be investing in your future self. You'll have empathy for your future self. Rather than just overly thinking about your emotions in the present, you'll actually think about what your future self will want. Well, for the first step of that, Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. You actually get to think about and decide who your future self is. You can write down specifically the type of amount of money you have and that your future self has. And then you can start to go from seeing, which is vividness, to connection. And that's what I was just saying from Dr. Hal Hirschfield. You go from seeing to feeling. You want to get emotionally connected to your future self and get to the point where you have such emotional conviction. When the why is strong enough, you will find the how. But also when the why is strong enough, you'll be a lot more honest with yourself about all the ways in which you're honestly sabotaging your goals. You'll be able to look at your life with a lot clearer lens, a lot more honest lens about all the things you're doing right now that are sabotaging your success. So the far more powerful thing to do is to let your future self dictate who you are in the present rather than letting your present self dictate who you'll be in the future. You get to decide who your future self is, and then you can let your future dictate and filter and ultimately determine who you are and what you do. And when you start doing that, when you start getting deeply emotionally connected, and then you start taking action towards that, then you will reach that third level of knowing. I love the quote from Florence Shin. She said, faith knows it has already received and acts accordingly. Once you get to that place of knowing that what you want is already yours, then you start boldly moving forward as your future self. Then you start taking the bold, courageous acts that will get you there. Really quick, I want to give you a gift that will help you make success a lot more inevitable. I created a peak state checklist that will show you how to eliminate distractions, get extreme clarity, and live in a peak state on a daily basis. You can get that free peak state checklist by clicking the link down below or by just going to peakstatechecklist.com. Com. The third way to become a millionaire and to become successful is to get phenomenal at what you do. You have to get really, really good at what you do. There's two excellent books that talk about this. The first one is Good to Great by Jim Collins. He said that good is the enemy of great. And so in order to ultimately become successful, you've got to be phenomenal at what you do. You've got to become really skilled. You've got to get great at what you do. And this is also talked about in the famous book, The Richest Man in Babylon, where he talks about how you've got to start increasing your income and you increase your income by increasing your value in the marketplace. You can develop insane skills and abilities that are highly profitable and useful. And this is something that Dan Sullivan also talks about. We actually wrote about it in this book right here called 10X is Easier Than 2X. Um, Dan talks about unique ability. I consider it what I would call mastery where you start to develop unique skills and abilities. And over time, those skills and abilities become so valuable that people will pay you 10 times as much for the same amount of work. And so if you develop amazing and rare skills and abilities, and there's another great book on this topic by Cal Newport, he says, so good they can't ignore you. Become so good they can't ignore you. It's about developing rare skills and abilities. There's a great essay on this topic, actually, and it's called How to Build Wealth by Paul Graham. Paul Graham is a phenomenal entrepreneurial thinker. And one of the things he talks about in that essay is that there is a fundamental difference between wealth and money. Money is a finite resource. Money is something that's paper, whereas wealth is an infinite game. Wealth is something that you create. So for example, if you go out and develop skills and abilities, then you are actually creating wealth. Wealth is value in the marketplace. If you gain wealth, if you develop wealth, or if you make a product, if I make this video, this video doesn't take away from anyone else. Whereas money is a finite game and a finite resource, wealth is an infinite game and it's something that you can create. There is no finite pie when it comes to wealth. And so if you create wealth by creating skills, abilities, products, or value for certain people, then you are making the pie bigger for everyone else and there's no end to the amount of wealth that you can create if you want to. It's your choice how good you get at what you do. It's your choice to become great and develop mastery rather than simply be good. If you go for great, then what that means is that you are embracing your uniqueness, you're embracing what you intrinsically want and desire, 
And also, you're not competing with anyone else. There is no competition when you focus on being great, when you focus on what you most intrinsically want, and when you focus on creating immense value for other people, you are creating a bigger pie for everyone else, and there is no competition. The fourth step to becoming a millionaire or beyond fits with what I just described, and that is investing in yourself. There are multiple ways to invest in yourself. I'll talk about a few of the key ones. The first one is literally investing in your own skills and abilities, investing in your knowledge. When I decided I wanted to become a professional writer, I actually invested $197 in an online course. I really wanted to become a professional writer, and so I took an online course from a guy named John Morrow, and that online course taught me how to write viral blog posts, it taught me how to organize my articles, it taught me how to get my articles published on big platforms like Forbes um, and other things like Harvard Business Review, back in the day, Huffington Post. By investing in myself, I was actually proving to myself that I believed I could succeed. That's very similar, by the way, as giving your money away. When you start investing more and more in yourself, you shatter your subconscious blocks. You prove to yourself that you're committed to something better. You prove to yourself and your story and your actions that you can be, do, and have at a higher level. It literally increases what you see, how you feel, and what you know. And so the first way is simply investing in yourself, investing more and more into your own knowledge, skills, and abilities. Another key thing is, is investing in your network. You can literally invest and put yourself into amazing rooms where you are the dumbest person in the room, where you're around people where the norm and the average is 510x above where you are. That's something that you can do, and it takes time to invest in that. I remember when I got my first book deal, I actually took that money and I invested nearly all of it into an entrepreneurial group because I wanted to be around those kind of people. You are the average of the people you spend the most time around, and you can acclimate to the levels of other people. So you want to invest in powerful networks and you want those networks to be related to what you're trying to accomplish. As an example, a lot of the networks that I was in for five or more years, I'm no longer in, but I just even recently this week invested in a network that are people who are experts at what I'm now trying to pursue and develop. And so you want to continuously invest in the networks of people that will get you where you want to go. The third way that you invest in yourself is what Dan Sullivan and I would call who not how. Who not how is where you start investing in people, investing in relationships. So this could be even investing in employees. For example, Rather than you doing everything by yourself, you hire someone to handle some of the stuff for you so that you can focus on developing that mastery, developing your unique ability, as Dan would call it, or focusing on higher impact things. For example, using the 80-20 principle, 80% of what you're doing is only creating 20% of your results, whereas 20% of what you're doing fits in more of that category where if you go really deep on that, develop amazing skills in that, that'll help you become a millionaire, honestly. There's few things that you do that are not only things that excite you, but they're things that if you get massively good at, develop mastery in, they are worth an enormous amount. And so you want to take that 80% of things, those other things, those busy work and either get rid of it or hire someone to handle it. The first person you would want to hire is some form of digital assistant or digital who, some person, administrative assistant to take care of the logistics, your email, your, your schedule, uh, just the organization. You want to hire someone to help organize you so that you can spend more and more time, more and more flow doing what you do best. Hiring other people to handle a lot of the other things removes what's called decision fatigue. There's a lot of research on decision fatigue that says that the more decisions you make, ultimately, the less quality those are. If you can hire someone to manage, organize, honestly, and they'll do it better than you, you never want to hire someone you really have to train. Instead, you want to hire someone who's great at what they do. But by them handling it, you don't have to burn out your willpower and decision fatigue. You also don't have to wear out your cognitive load. Very similar topic where your mind is similar to a computer. And if you got 5,000 tabs open, your computer's not going to run very well. Well, if you can offload half those tabs to a who so that they're handling it for you, then you can go deeper and deeper and deeper into flow and get really good at what you do fast. It actually doesn't take that much time 
to get excellent at what you do if you're going deep on it, if you're focused, and if you're allowing other people, you're hiring who's to handle the rest. And so a lot of people mix this up. And this is something that Dan Sullivan taught me. A lot of times people think about hiring people as a cost. It's not a cost. It's an investment. You're investing in yourself because now they are handling things so that you can spend your time and your precious attention going deeper and deeper on the things that have a much higher upside. You also want to invest in other types of who's like experts. For example, it's really powerful to invest, for example, in someone who financially can help you. This is something that I've done. I remember hiring my financial advisor and that was an investment, hiring my financial advisor, but also getting amazing expert advice. You want to hire experts and have experts around you, have really good accountants, have really good experts. Anything that you want to do well, you want to hire and have really good people to help you so that you can do it at the highest level. The final type of investment I'll talk about here is obviously investing in assets. One of the things that my financial advisor taught me was the idea of setting it and forgetting it, investing on a regular basis. This would be called dollar cost averaging. So every Monday, money leaves my bank account and goes into my investment account. And that's just been set on autopilot for years. And you can change the amounts over time. Hopefully you increase the amounts over time. But by just simply investing every single week, then you're going to be making a lot more money. By simply investing every single week and by not, honestly not even seeing that money, it's just like every Monday that, that amount leaves your account and over time you increase it, you, you forget about it. It's the whole idea of setting and forgetting it. This is about systemizing your future self. This is about systemizing becoming a millionaire. And if you set a certain amount and you just keep doing it and you raise the amount and it's just something that's continuous for years and years and years, that amount compounds over time and you're gonna be very successful. The fifth and final step to becoming a millionaire, and this is something that most people have to learn the hard way, I've learned it the hard way, is don't lose money unnecessarily. This is something that's stated in lots of books, you'll read this in books on finances, is don't lose money the dumb way. And this is something that often we have to learn through experiences, hopefully you don't, but even me, I've, I've lost huge amounts of money on dumb investments, chasing things with greed, chasing things that I'm not aware of, taking investment advice from friends who are not experts. Try not to lose too much money and hopefully you don't lose it all. One of my favorite books on this topic is called Peaks and Valleys. Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson is ultimately one of the best books I've ever read on just how to think about life. And in that book, he talks about how the great things in your life happen because of what you learn in your valleys and the bad things that happen in people's lives happen because of what they do on their peaks. And often as you start making more and more money, sometimes you'll flush that money down the toilet because subconsciously that's where your identity is, that's where your level is. And also... Um, you're not you're not playing the long game. The goal is to go from peak to peak to peak. And yes, we all do go through valleys. Yes, sometimes life happens where you got to like learn from your own mistakes or from situations. And there's nothing wrong with the valleys. Um, you want to take every valley and turn it into bigger and bigger peaks. Ultimately, learn your lessons. One of my favorite quotes is, is that lessons are repeated until they're learned. But the main point here is, is don't lose money unnecessarily. Because if you lose money, then it's going to take you twice as long to get back to where you were. And so the goal is, is that you keep adding to your money. You can make massive investments in your future self, but don't lose money unnecessarily. All right, so those are five powerful ways in which you can become very financially successful. After reading tons of books, these are core fundamentals. You've got to actually want to succeed. You have to intensify that desire, and you can do that by journaling about it, thinking about it, wanting it. You have to transform your identity. You can't outperform your identity. If you keep a poverty mindset, then you're going to keep flushing money down the toilet and you're never going to actually hold yourself to a high standard. The third step to becoming a millionaire or honestly even to beginning to make millions of dollars every single year is to get phenomenal at what you do. Good is the enemy of great. If you want to become great, you've got to let go of the things that are good in your life. One of my favorite quotes is that we're kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to lesser goals. The 80% of things in your life are holding you back from being successful and you got to go deep, deep, deep 
in the few things where you can develop extreme unique mastery, develop rare and valuable skills, as Cal Newport would say, develop mastery, develop unique ability, as Dan Sullivan would say. You want to get so good at what you do, so much value that you can create enormous wealth, not only for yourself, but other people. The fourth step, and this is crucial to all of it, is investing more and more in yourself. Investing in your own skills and abilities, investing in your network, investing in experts, investing in employees, investing in a team, and obviously investing money in assets. Setting and forgetting with the help of experts, investing more and more into your future self, building a huge, powerful foundation of compounding assets that give you a lot of freedom, that make you anti-fragile so that you can make big swings towards your future self. The fifth and final step, as stated, is don't unnecessarily lose money. It's so easy to lose money in this world. There's so much bad advice. There's so many scams. There's also just so many speculative bets. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. These are some of the key lessons I've learned reading hundreds of books on success and on applying these things at a high level in my own life. I hope you enjoyed. Please like, please subscribe to the channel. Please grab this book if you haven't done it yet. 10X is easier than 2X. Also, my other book, Be Your Future Self Now, which is all deep dive on the research on future self and how you can get emotionally connected to your future self and start operating as your future self. Start making much bigger, more powerful investments in your future self, which actually is the key to living powerfully in the present. Talk to you later. Have an amazing day.